Hello, and welcome back to the Running for Wellness podcast. I am Eric, and I will be your host for this eighth and final podcast. I want to discuss what you have been working towards during this entire series, and that is preparing for race day. Perhaps one of the most exciting and anxious moments in running is waiting for the gun to go off at the starting line of a race. Each runner has their own pre-race ritual, whether they are conscious of the routine or not. Some will attempt to stretch within a small crowd in an attempt to loosen any remaining tight muscles. Others will stand and wait while poised like a statue with a look of focus and determination on their faces. Some will still be in line at the porta potties and will miss the start, but will then turn on a burst of speed to make up for the lost time. Most chatter nervously with friends and fellow runners while passing the time until the race begins. There's often a feeling of ceremony and reverence, and many runners are introspective of the training and the preparation it took to prepare for this event. However, starting lines are usually loud. Boomy music and a screaming crowd fuel the excitement as they are ready to send the runners on their way. There is one truth that each runner is beholden to. When the gun goes off, time for preparation is over. The best thing to do is run. Preparing for a race can be an anxious experience, especially if it's your first. The same emotion is present if it's been a while since your last race. I'm going to share some tips to calm your nerves in the days, hours, and minutes before the race. One common thread throughout 5Ks is they are primarily community-based events, either sponsored by municipalities or as charity fundraisers. They are meant to be fun, positive, and bring the community together. They welcome participants of all ages and abilities, regardless of their level of fitness. Many participants sign up to just walk the distance, so there's no need to worry about coming in last or being alone on the course. In the days before a race, become familiar with the course by taking the opportunity to drive, walk, or even run it if possible. A well-organized race will provide a map or details of the course so participants can plan ahead. Become familiar with the turns in the hills, so you know when to conserve strength or increase your pace. It's also a good idea to review where the race will start and where it will finish. Check to see if there are any accommodations that need to be made for parking or transportation. The week of the race, it's advisable to not make any significant changes to your routine, diet, or gear. Sometimes the littlest things can throw off your race preparation. For example, Don't wear a new pair of shoes on race day unless you have had a chance to run in them a couple of times, and the same applies to clothing. Also, stay with the food and drinks that you know. The day before a race is not the time to eat a spicy ethnic dish. Chances are, your stomach and intestinal tract will have something to say about it. Also, be aware of the race expos. Many of them are full of vendors selling and offering samples of supplements, drinks, nutritional bars, and other dietary aids. Unless you are familiar with that product, don't ingest them. The day of the race is not the right time to see if that super-duper energy pill really works. Another word of caution about fueling up the day before a race. A popular but misguided trend is the tradition of carbo-loading, which is eating a lot of pasta the night before a race. Research has found that when endurance athletes carbo-load, fatigue is delayed and their performance improves during events exceeding 90 minutes. Notice the keyword 90 minutes. A 5K will not exceed an hour, let alone 90 minutes. 
So loading up on carbohydrates should be avoided. Not only can it potentially make you feel bloated and sluggish, it's unnecessary. Instead, eat sensibly and don't overdo it. Most 5Ks allow you to pick up your race packet before the day of the race. Race packets will include a shirt if you paid for one, a racing bib with your assigned number, safety pins, and assorted extras provided by sponsors. The pins are for fastening the bib to your shirt. Double check to make sure your race packet includes safety pins or asks for them before leaving. The night before the race, set out your clothing you intend to wear during the race. If you look at the back of the bib, there should be space to fill out information in case a medical emergency arises. Take the time to fill out the information for your peace of mind. This is the perfect time to take your bib and fasten it to the front of your shirt. By doing this, you won't show up to the race without a bib or safety pins. Many smaller races provide the race packet the day of the race, so arrive at least an hour early to avoid potentially long lines to pick up your race packet. Getting the little details out of the way seems to make stress and anxiety disappear. Then you can use the remaining time to use the porta potty, socialize with friends, and warm up before the race. You may notice that on unusually overcast days, some runners will carry large garbage bags with them. There is a purpose, and it doesn't involve picking up trash. The objective is twofold. First, placing a bag on wet grass will provide a dry spot to sit without getting soaked. Second, a trash bag can double as a raincoat. Just make a hole for your head. Although trash bags are not aerodynamic, they are very efficient at retaining heat and repelling rain on a cold and wet day. Decide ahead of time what pace or effort you want to maintain during the race. It's best to start a race by following a predetermined pace because many runners overestimate their perceived exertion. When starting out, you will have fresh legs with energy to spare. Being surrounded by fellow competitors is exciting. The energy can be so thick that it becomes intoxicating. It's easy to fall into this trap by starting out too fast and expending energy that needs to be conserved for later. A well-proven method for avoiding burnout is to wear a fitness tracker or follow the feedback on a mobile app. Many of them will show you your current pace in minutes, per mile, or miles per hour. By knowing your goal pace ahead of time, you can practice running at that clip during your training runs. It will begin to feel like second nature. Some larger races will include pacers, holding signs with their estimated finish time. Find the pacer with your goal time and stick with them for the duration of the race. Pacers are especially common for the half and full marathon distance. Years ago, I was given some solid advice that summarizes the entire racing strategy. Run the first half of a race like a scientist and the half as an artist. Meaning, stick to your plan during the first half and near the end of the race, follow your heart. During a 5K, you may encounter at least one aid station with water for runners. Because most races stagger aid stations about every 5K, there is a chance that the race you are running may not have an aid station. There is an etiquette to follow when approaching an aid station that will prevent you from getting trampled. Aid stations can become very congested and slow you down. When approaching an aid station, slow down to a jog, but don't stop. Keep on moving or someone will run into you. Move towards the end of the line and a volunteer will either hand you water or you'll pick up a cup. Quickly take the cup and get out of the way. And once you clear the aid station, go ahead and sip the water. There should be trash receptacles near the aid station where you can throw away your cup 
or any additional waste. It's also very common for runners to drop their cups on the ground and keep moving. Both are acceptable during a road race. The individuals running the aid stations are volunteers and are giving up their time to ensure an excellent experience for you. So be sure to be courteous and even offer a thank you in your interactions with them. Approaching the finish line is both exciting and a relief. This is your moment to enjoy the spectators and take in the accomplishment. I usually run with headphones, but when approaching the finish line, the earbuds come out. Listening to the roar of the crowd can feel amazing, especially when they are cheering for you. As you cross, keep moving to clear the area for the other finishers. Even though you may not feel like it, keep walking for at least 10 minutes. Even though you may not feel like it, keep walking for at least 10 minutes. Walking will help bring your heart rate down and infuse your muscles with oxygenated blood. There are usually snacks at the finish line, which can range from fruit and drinks to ice cream and bagels. You may not feel like eating after a run, but when you do, eat sparingly and give your body and stomach a chance to recover. Bring a comfortable change of clothes with you so you can change out your sweaty clothes as soon as possible. After you cross the finish line, your core temperature will start to drop fast, and staying in sweaty clothes will make you cold, especially in colder weather. The next day, it's normal to feel sore. To help recover, it's essential to do some sort of non-impact activity like walking or swimming. Doing some kind of movement, even walking a mile, will increase circulation to your sore muscles and help you recover sooner. Remember, keep the activity level light and comfortable. The last bit of advice I provide to ensure a successful race is this. Don't take yourself or the race too seriously. Participating in a race should be a rewarding experience that hopefully you will want to repeat many times. If you are traveling with family, many events offer ways to include everyone in the festivities. Enjoy the crowds, competition, and the scenery. Because after all, you paid to run this race. This concludes the series of podcasts focused on getting you up and running a 5K. Congratulations, you have finished the course. Feel free to come back and listen anytime. From here, keep on setting goals and achieving milestones. And by all means, keep on running. Lastly, be sure to complete your workbook and email it back to me at eoliv32 at my.wgu.edu. Also, please answer the following question in the workbook located in the 8th chapter. Take some time to reflect and write a brief and concise answer. The question is this. Which 5K race are you planning to run? That's all for now. Gotta run. <laughs>